get out of your butt. You'd be a little like, Ooh, uh, that's you'd, a good you'd a little crooked after that, but I think it'd probably be the best bet. <laughs> that that would solve the wallet being in my back pocket problem, though. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name's JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up? My nerds. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. All right. In support of our fellow podcasters, do go check out Continue Watching. They're an anime movie TV show podcast where they discuss and review the latest things they've watched from anywhere from Iron Man to what's called One Punch Man, Wild Wild West to Tiger King. One Punch Man is great. Have you guys seen that? I have I seen it. Watched it yet? I need. I to. haven't. I haven't seen season two, but man, the, I've seen the first season. What a great show! I haven't seen season two either, but I have seen for season one, and I loved it. So, uh, but yeah, go check those guys out. Call Continue Watching. Uh, they're available wherever you get podcasts, and they're also at Anchor.fm forward slash Continue Watching. So before we jump in with our review here, make sure that you do hit our subscribe button or follow. Tell a friend, helps us grow the podcast, and check out our website, whatsourverdict.com, where you can vote on our next review, sign up for exclusive content, which I'm very close to having ready. We did have a couple people sign up, by the way. So I've got to, I was like, oh shit, I actually have to put that shit together because nice. we have some people that are subscribed. So those of you that did subscribe, pay attention. It'll be coming soon. So this is our trial series, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to discuss the facts of a movie, past judgment, and let our listeners know our verdict. Today, the movie we're putting on trial is The Gentleman. It was released in January of this year. It was directed by Guy Ritchie, written by Guy Ritchie, Ivan Atkinson, and Marn Davies. Stars Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, and Eddie Marson. Normally, I try to shorten that list up, but they all played such big parts. I was like, I can't shorten that. Those are all the major players in this movie. So uh, so let's let's go around spoiler-free real quick. Uh, Ian, let's start with you this time. What'd you think? I'll be honest. When it first started, I wasn't sure about it. I It took me a while to get into this movie. And once I did, I... At first, when I first saw it, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And then once it was over, I was like, I kind of want to go back and watch it again. <laughs> so it it's um, if you have sensitive ears, man, you're not going to make it through this movie. Uh, that was one thing that got to me at first. And it like I had to adjust was the language is just, whoa, it keeps coming, man. It's just the slew of language. And oh, man. <laughs> so be prepared for that if you don't know what you're getting in yourself into. Um, man, the acting was great. It just it was it was fun. Like once you got into it, it was a fun movie. So I, I think that's where I'll leave it. Cool. Javier. I think overall, this was a very fun movie uh, for our American listeners. Watch it with subtitles because <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did not understand when I was watching without subtitles, half the dialogue. I did not catch what they were saying. (laughs) And you might. And even if you do catch it, you probably won't understand it. (laughs) Yeah. And so that was my next point. Like have, I don't know, a British slang dictionary. I mean, you're lucky enough where some of the things they'll put on the screen for you. Like, oh, this means that. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of slang in there that I clearly don't understand because i am not british but very fun um 
you know, and now I'm just real, really rethinking my subtitle thing because there is a lot of language. So if you if you want to read the C word a hundred times, then yeah, watch it with subtitles. <laughs> oh yes. So for me, I I love this movie, and to Ian's point, you got to watch it a second time. You really should if you haven't yet. Um, I went and saw this in the theater with Casey when it first came out, like the day it came out. She loves Charlie Hunnam. She loves Hugh Grant. She loves Matthew McConaughey, which I love all those guys, too. But I wasn't I'm not a huge Guy Ritchie fan for the most part. Most of his stuff. I'm like, eh. what did he make? Did he direct the Sherlock Holmes movies? Was that him? Yes. So he did the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. He did the there was a King Arthur movie that he did that starred Charlie Hunnam. Oh, yes. That movie is so good, but it's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he so he, he did Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He's and all of his movies, for the most part, are extremely overproduced. And I'm not a huge fan. He has great action scenes always. There's no question there. But it's either hit and miss with me with Char- with uh, Guy Ritchie. So I wasn't I, I wasn't super excited about this film. And then Casey drug me to it. She did our AMC thing and was like, I scheduled a movie. I'm like, fuck, okay. I knew what it was. So we went. And I, I'm kind of like, Ian, the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is clever. It's typical Guy Ritchie, like the whole intro scene where you get introduced to the story. It's very Guy Ritchie, and I was like, oh, it's going to be typical Guy Ritchie. About 45 minutes into this movie, I was laughing my ass off and having a ball, and I absolutely love this movie. For me, this is my kind of movie. I love the language. I did watch it this last time I watched it. Yes, last night I or this uh, this morning I watched it with uh, subtitles, and I was just giggling my ass off even more because there's shit that happens in the background <laughs> that you don't hear unless you're really listening loud and paying attention, and you but you can see it on the subtitles. So I was having a great time. Lots of language. It was my cup of tea. I'm like, yeah, lots of f words. Your, your, cup, your of- cup of tea. <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> My cup of tea. So they, they. I'm pretty sure I was reading, and I gotta, I gotta verify this, but I' pretty sure they set the record for "fuck off" and "see you next Tuesday" in a movie. So <laughs> I have to double check those stats, but I was reading something along there that where they said they think they that it broke the record for both of those phrases in a single movie. So I love it. It was used so much that, like, I was just used to yeah, it. Yeah, you get numb so to it. So I was walking down the street, and someone was just like rattling it off, and be like, "Yeah, you know, he's British or whatever." <laughs> yeah. Well, and you guys know me. Like, I swear, like a sailor, as you guys know, I love it. It's my favorite thing. But that word bothers me. Like, it does. Like, it makes me cringe when someone says it in real life. But on a movie, I was watching it, knowing in British in Britain that that's a in the UK that's like not as heavy a word for them still a big thing but they use it more frequently and so it didn't bother me watching it in the context of this movie but they say it a lot and it was weird because the the two americans in this when they said it it bothered me more than when the brits because yeah i don't know anyway so i really enjoy this movie i say go check it out so uh let's spoil this thing if you haven't seen it go watch this movie it's a very fun movie Come back, pick up where you left off, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's do it. I'll get started with this right after the gate. Like the, like I said, the front of this movie 
I was like, oh, shit. I love Hugh Grant, and I love Hugh Grant in this movie. I know in our getting ready for this, it was like I, Coach was my favorite part in this, and I think oh, he's yeah. up there. Coach is my second favorite. Hugh Grant's character is my favorite character in this movie. He's just dirty and disgusting, and he's like creepy and weird. So the, creepy. He's so creepy <laughs> and he's so weird. But like the way that he starts the movie, like – and he, he's just wanting to like he shakes the little glass and he's <laughs> like that's the first thing you see and he just starts telling this like a movie and then he, i love the way that it rotated through the different aspect ratios where he's talking about i'm talking about 35 millimeter grainy and it cuts to that grainy shit and he's like and i'm not talking about tv and it goes small aspect ratio and then and i'm talking about film ratio where it goes the 2.35 to one i was like this is or 1.23 whatever the hell it is I was like, I like this, but it was it did feel very Guy Ritchie, so I felt like I was getting set up for a typical Guy Ritchie movie. But I just so it starts out quick and it never stops. You know, the dude you think he gets shot in the very beginning, and I just enjoyed the movie. Dude, I always get lost when the movie starts with monologuing, mm. right? When they're like, they're like, this guy he did this and this and this, and there's like a machete and and blood and and this and <laughs> and I start watching this, and maybe I agree with Ian. Right, first ten minutes, I'm like, I don't really understand what's going on, like story wise, and maybe that's because I can't understand what these people are saying. But like that first ten minutes where he's talking about like, he's like, I got a movie script for you. I was like, oh okay, is this like a is this pitching for a movie? And then he started talking about a drug lord. Like, and I was like, okay, wait, is this a movie about a drug lord? Or is this a movie about a dude making a movie about a drug lord? And it took me a second, but I finally, I finally got on board and I understand what I watched. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I fully agree with Javier. <laughs> I didn't even mean to fully agree with you, but I, I am meaning to fully agree with you. <laughs> yes. uh, but I I didn't know I, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, which I'm glad I didn't because it made it a nice even perspective when I started watching it. But when I started watching it, I had no idea what was going on because I couldn't understand and what they were talking about just didn't it wasn't clicking for me for like the first 10 to 15 minutes. And I think I got so hung up on the slang, like trying to figure out what it was that the story would leave me behind. So I do think I need to go watch this again because I'll pick up on a lot of stuff I didn't catch the first time. But I think you start to get an ear for everybody's accent and then it makes it a little bit easier. But I didn't recognize Hugh Grant at first. It took me like a good couple I minutes. I didn't either. It's like, I totally didn't either. Who is this yeah. guy? He did not look great in this movie. Oh, no, he's getting, he's getting up there in age, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, I mean, they made him look like shit. Like he looked yeah. worn down and tired and like just as dingy as his character came across. But he had some great one liners that I'm sure we'll get into. Like some of the dialogue in this movie. And I'll just jump right into that from here. The, the dialogue in this movie is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. Even if you take the swearing out, like the. The bouncing off of each other, the characters do on so many occasions because each scene feels like it's just this conversation that's happening. And I fucking love it. Like every one of them left me entertained, laughing, wondering what the fuck they're talking about. Like it was just I was so engaged in every conversation that happened in this movie that and it, that just doesn't happen very long, very often to me. Most dialogue, I'm like, oh, it's just moving the movie along. They're using it as, you know, 
fodder, but this movie, it's so good. It's so good. I can think of so many examples to back that up. Like when um, Colin Farrell takes, uh, what's his name? Charlie Hunnan to the trunk. And he's like, yeah, we found this Asian guy. uh, uh, Fuck. And he's like, his name is fuck. He's like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like a P and an H instead of an F. And it's like, 30 solid seconds of them trying to pronounce this name that just sounds like the F word while this guy is having an asthma attack in the trunk. <laughs> it's so good. I, yeah, he pops it up and he goes, his name's fuck, but it's with a PH, so it's fuck. <laughs> and then Charlie was like, fuck? Yeah, that, no, 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 like, yeah that, that was the one. Yeah, at the end, he goes, look here, fuck. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> My favorite or, part is when he, like, uses his name and he's like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah calm the fuck down, fuck. <laughs> like, I think I put that one in my notes. It was so good. Yeah, I love it. That one made me laugh. I think arguably my favorite scene is when they are watching the video that he recorded from across the stadium that they were speaking in Cantonese. So he had it lip read in Cantonese and then translated to English. (laughs) And so there are like all these things lost in translation. And the whole time Hugh Grant is like defending it. He's like, no, it's like translation is good or whatever. And then it gets to the point where it's like, don't touch my mouse hair. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> he's he's like, yeah, I'll admit that one got a little dodgy. <laughs> well, I love it when he finally gives up. Like when the dude gets pissed and he's just like, okay, from here on out, it just goes to shit. And then he, he goes, what I think he's trying to say is, and it's just, it, uh, it's so good. Well, and that, that scene has a little Easter egg too. So, you know, where. They're, they're doing the little back and forth, and it shows the actual image of the script that he has written out. So that's an actual image of the movie script. And you can, if you pause it, you can read where he says, where Ray starts reading, and then it shows the script. Right below it is Hugh Grant's next line. And you can see on the left side where it says his name, and then it'll say, because, you know, he says, oh, come on, what's that? Put some life into it. And he gives him, uh-huh. like, acting coaching. He's like, come on, at least act like you want to be. That line is in the line below Charlie Hunter. So, yeah, they actually took an image of the actual script of the movie and put it in there as the reading the line. I was laughing. I was like, that's clever. I didn't catch it till the second time watching it. But, you know, speaking of Easter eggs, you know, at the end, when Hugh Grant's character is pitching his screenplay (laughs) and it it pans the, uh, the office and there's a poster for the movie uncle, which Guy Ritchie directs that movie, right? Yep. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, what a turd that is almost as bad as making an independence day reference in the white house. Right. The only (laughs) thing that was better is the fact that he was doing that at Miramax and this is a Miramax film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i didn't know that ago, this is so fucking meta it's gross it, yeah it was <laughs> everything about this movie just makes me giggle there's so many funny things in this movie like yeah and hugh grant just kills me like some of his dialogue like when he's introducing he's like they're going at it like a pair of old doggies sniffing around each other's intellectual assholes i'm like are you <laughs> shitting me what a great line the other one that got me was where he's like it was just about uncomfortable enough to make everyone feel comfortable. <laughs> like it's 20 million number. I was like, it's so good. 
the benefit to it being kind of hard to understand in the beginning and the slang being hard is it totally distracted me from trying to figure out the plot, like trying to figure out the twist. So when the twist came, I was like, oh, damn, what? Of course, it's the American. That bastard. (laughs) It totally caught me off guard. It was a very cool twist. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I like that twist, but as I got to thinking of it, wouldn't that he be him be the one that you started with? Like if you were to show somebody the secret plantation that nobody really knows the entrance to, That's and then thought. all of a sudden like, it gets hit, wouldn't your first thought be like, that dumb? Ah, yeah, that, I know exactly who that was. <laughs> because when they reveal that, when they reveal that, what's that guy's name? Matthew? Matthew, yeah. Matthew, Matthew, yeah. When they reveal that it's like, oh, it's Matthew who told them where to find the stash. I was like, oh, of course he did, because he's the only one who knew where it was. I was like, that's that's really obvious. Yeah, that's a really good point, Ian. Man, Matthew McConaughey is kind of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his character, Michael. True. To be fair, like you said, I was so distracted by it and like in loving the movie that I didn't think about that till after it ended. And I was like, wait a second. But so it it's a really entertaining movie. And all the characters are just spot on. Like they're all I really enjoyed um, Ray, Charlie Hunnam's character, too, mm-hmm. especially when he goes into the um, when he like goes to pick up that Lord and Lady's daughter. Oh yeah, and that whole scene, scene was just like super entertaining to me. I like how they just control the whole situation, and it's the super calm, not what you'd really like. You'd expect them to go in and just start knocking heads, and it's not. It's like them sitting down and talking through and just insulting these kids. And I don't know, especially at the end, he chases the guy with the phone, and he's like, "I'm here to buy it." Yeah, and they're like, "You're gonna." drop the money and leave and da, da 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 and he pulls out the gun and i love when he goes it's so good i love the part where like uh, some of the clips like the quips where he's just like you just walked into like seven guys right and they're like look what are you gonna do now i got backup he's like you couldn't back up a fucking phone <laughs> I was like, as he's bent over trying to catch his breath, I'm just like, that's so good. You couldn't back up a phone. Oh, God, it was great. And some of it I like, too, was just like these little bit parts would come out of nowhere, too, and catch you off guard. Like the four guys that break into the weed farm and they're they're making like the fight porn out of it, which was awesome, dude. Yeah, I was like, this shit's fantastic. And I love the way that they just clip shit together. So they show you the cool shit in the best possible way. Because like a lot of movies that aren't as creative, like you go in and you'd see the fight as it's happening, right? But no, as the fight gets ready to start, they're pulling. I love the seven guys come walking out of the back of this freaking weed farm one at a time. They're like calling each other. (laughs) And then right as you think the fight's going to start, it does a hard cut to matthew mcconaughey's character and you're like and watching getting the you know he comes in ray comes in and says oh you need to see this sorry to intrude but you need to see this and then you see it in the fight porn format which is the coolest way to watch the fight i'm like it was awesome 
in the middle of like a rap music video. So clever. Just the way that they cut these things. Right, they're like rapping in front of cars. And- yeah. <laughs> and they're rapping about themselves. Like each one. It's just like got a clip about themselves and what they're doing. Oh, God, it was great. You know, another part that I really enjoyed in this movie is like the when when Hugh Grant's character would be telling the story and he'd go off script like off of what really happened. So like Matthew McConaughey, oh, yeah. when, when dry eye came in to meet with him oh. and, he, and he loses his shit, right? Like shoots him in the dick, Amazing. shoots his friend in the head. And then he's walking behind him going, Oh, your eyes aren't so dry now, are they? <laughs> he's just <laughs> like losing his shit on him. Dude, and he finally kills him. That was, was one great. of the best lines in the movie. I think where he's like, you're lecturing me about the rules of the jungle. There's only one rule. Motherfucker. When the lion's hungry, he eats yeah there's a pop <laughs> boom and then it like rewinds he's like yeah. wait a second like, he's, he's, he's like, not like that yeah that's that was my face he's like come on fletcher he's like, michael doesn't work that way and then it rewinds i was like oh that's great <laughs> that is also a really good line where he's like he's like you people like parables right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's I true that. i forgot about that and then he's like once there was a young dragon, young yeah. stupid dragon who came to a wise lion bartering for his lands. <laughs> then he goes through this whole parable and he's like, and then the lion got annoyed. It took the young dragon out, put five bullets into his head. Yeah. He's like, and then they say that there's some meaning in parables. I don't know, though. Maybe you should just try to work it out for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's so smooth. That's Such so cool. Scene. Yeah. Uh, you know what other character is so good is uh, the wife. Oh, His wife so- is a badass. She's so cool. And she, like, calls him to the carpet on, like, a constant basis. Like, the part where they, they show it where he goes to get the, the girl. When Ray goes to get the girl and the kid falls out of the fucking off the balcony. And he's standing there. And these are the two. You know, it's the boss and the the boss's right-hand man having a conversation and she just keeps interjecting into the conversation. He's like, yeah, the, this one guy had an accident and he's like, what kind of accident? We fell off a balcony. She's like, that sounds like a pretty serious accident. Yeah. It was kind of actually a death really. (laughs) 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 She was like, well, that's not good. Or that's sounds bad. Yeah. It's actually really bad. It's just really bad. It was so great. Or when she's laying there and and, uh, dry eyes getting ready to rape her. And she's already just plugged these two guys with the most badass little gun on the planet. Amazing shot, by the way. Both between the eyes. Yeah. Square in the forehead. I was like, oh, shit. And then as she's getting ready to rape, she just looks at Matthew McConaughey's character as he comes in. Hey, babe. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Boom, just blood all over her face. I was like, oh, oh." so such a cool character. I'm sorry. Can we lead that into when Matthew McConaughey confronts Matthew, the the American, in front of that freezer? And he's like, he's like, you're going to pay me $270 million, according to your own calculations. That's how much this mess is worth. He's like, but one thing that money cannot resolve is that someone laid hands on my wife. I'm like, oh, dude, it's over for you. And he pulls out a freaking carving knife. And he's like, for that, I want a pound of flesh. And I was like, what does he mean by that? And then like literally a second later, I was like, Oh, he means a literal pound of flesh. Oh my! 
oh my gosh, this is some hardcore Shakespearean shit that we're getting into now. Yeah. I'm all for this. Yeah, it was epic. When he only screams the one time, like he says, someone laid hands, and that was someone laid hands on my wife. And then he's like, my wife. <laughs> and then he calms the fuck back down again and pulls out the flay knife and was like, you're going to go in the freezer and you're going to cut a pound of flesh. And I must warn you, if you take too long, it's under 25 degrees in there. You have about an hour. And if you come back one ounce light, <laughs> you're going back in. And he's like, and if you're worried about not being able to use your hands, because frostbite's a real thing and it gets does murder on the fingers and toes. He's like, Benny will help. Benny will. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he'll go in. He's very he's adept with the knife. occasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. And it's just so menacing how oh calm God. he is all the damn time. Like, it's the only time he really loses it for a moment is when he's going after Lord George. He just made this dude puke in his own restaurant from his own tea. And then he's got a gun to his head and he's like, what are you? What were you thinking? And he like yells at him twice. And then you can see him take a breath and he goes back to very scary Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He hands the gun back too. Yeah, yeah. You're like. And guy's like, I don't even need a gun anymore. I'm like, oh, that is a power move. Yeah. Which, honestly, that scene, I really respect King George from that because he wasn't like, it wasn't me. I don't know what's going on. It's a misunderstanding. He was just like, yep, I understand. And then he went to figure out what happened because he didn't know anything about an attack on McConaughey's operations or anything. Yeah. But like in that scene, you don't know that. You don't figure that out till later. But when you later find out that he didn't know anything, I was like, wow, what an interesting way to handle that situation. Because if it's me, I'm like, you come into my house, you feed me some diarrhea potion, and then you put a gun to my head. I didn't even do anything to you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not expecting the projectile vomit. Dude, that was. When Ian says projectile, <laughs> yeah, like that, that was... is an understatement. That yeah. was like fire hose. Yeah, like level. It's like exorcist Twice. shit. What that was. Yeah. Well, in the first one, I just love that Matthew McConaughey is like fuck, and he like jumps up out of the way. <laughs> I was confused when it happened. I was like, Me what? Too. Why? You should have explained. I guess you can't explain it before, but I was like, why is this guy suddenly just? Is this his superpower? Like, is this what happens when he gets nervous? <laughs> He's like, like reflux from Incredibles two. He just like vomits yeah. on things. Well, it's so I funny. I was like the knives out girl because she oh, yeah. like would always puke when he lies. I was like, is this guy lying about this business? <laughs> and that's, I didn't know what was going on. I think that kind of led to the confusion of this movie for me is that they would show their cards before explaining it. Like another example is when they opened up that freezer and there was just some dead kid in there. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, am I supposed to know who that is? Like, who's that dead person in a freezer? Yeah. And they don't explain that for another, like, 30, 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So I, they do that a lot. They'll do, like, some dude just starts vomiting violently. And you're like, what is happening right now? I'm so confused. <laughs> I do love It's funny that you say that because watching it the the second time, you he, he triggers the – because they're talking about – the vices, right? He says, my only vice is the horse races. And then he starts talking, well, no, you deal in heroin, you deal in cocaine, prostitution. And he starts talking about those are all, you deal in every vice. And he's like, and then he goes, no, he goes, well, what about tea? And he literally triggers his ass to drink the tea, which I didn't catch the first time. No. But he, there's, why would you bring up tea, right? And then it's like, caffeine's a drug, you know? 
And it's like, he just, oh, drinks his tea. I'm like, oh, this fucker was genius. He knew he couldn't. He interrupted him before he drank his tea. Now he needed to get him to drink the tea. So you remind his ass that he has the tea. That's pretty good. Because if he just come in and be like, yo, I've got some tea for you. Yeah. Well, or if he just come in and start talking shit about, you know, everything that's going on, the guy's going to forget about his tea. He's got a guy that he knows can be a killer in this room. Why am I going to worry about drinking my tea? But he triggers him and gets him to remember, oh, I got tea. It's the kind of conversation I can drink tea in and takes a sip of his tea. Ten minutes later, he's fucking hurling across the room. Dude, not even ten, dude. (laughs) When I start watching it, he's just like, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to (laughs) puke. That was great. Such great interactions with everybody. And then Colin Farrell's character is amazing in this as well. I love Coach. Yeah, Coach is great. Well, especially when he's, these are my lads, like they're good guys. I'm trying to make them good guys. Like they, I'll, I'll bring all your stuff. I love when he comes back and like explains the situation and he's like, I can't make up for, I can make up for this and this and this, I can get your stuff back, but I can't make up for the inconvenience. I can't make up for X, Y, and Z. So what I offer is like my time and what I like, you know, my skill set or whatever. I thought that was just such a baller move. Yeah. Like, so cool. Oh so Yeah. Cool. It was so cool. So I good. like how they introduced him, like in that deli. Yeah, he's slapping around kids yeah. and then trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah, he's like, the battle's in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going to stab, don't dance with it. <laughs> <laughs> what does he go through? He's like, kids kick, boys punch or whatever, and oh, then yeah. fight with their head or something. Yeah, girls pull hair or use nails or something. Yeah, I didn't write that one down, but he goes through three. I love two when he's like, trying to get him to banter with him like he's talking he's, <laughs> he's, he's like fuck you he's like no no no, no. <laughs> he's like try again come on but make it quick make it clever yeah he's like cut me really cut me with it <laughs> he comes after him with the knife slaps him around a little bit more and he's like oh you can come to the gym and we'll work and see what we can do with you <laughs> oh you're the coach <laughs> They're like, fuck. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I loved it. Of course, I did love when Dude. he calls him, too. He's like, coach. He's like, oh, fuck, he's the coach. And then he's like, we just store- scored a whole thing of Bush. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> walk away right now. Yeah. It's like, too late. It's yes. already in the gym. And he's like, what is wrong with you? You took my van. We're unloading the van. You took my van? <laughs> <laughs> Comes back. I can't leave you kids unsupervised. <laughs> that scene where where they kidnapped the like owner of that news uh oh, company i was like what oh, that was- what is this the black mirror pilot episode like it's the same fucking premise and what kind of drug do you have to feed someone that they'd be okay fucking a pig knocking up a pig yeah <laughs> what what I, did they give him i don't know but whatever it was it was good I, get, I just I love that scene. I thought it was a bluff. That I, was, so I, I was like, it's a bluff. It's a bluff. Like, he's not going to hit play. And then he hit play. And I was like, oh, wow. They're going it, there. It cuts, it cuts to Colin Farrell and Chris, whatever his name is. Yeah. And he's like, Chris is like, wow, you can't unsee this. He's like, I was there and I still can't get over it. Raised. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> but neither of them stops it. Like you, no. they just keep 
<laughs> he just looked closer. And they're like, "This is horrifying." And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's awful." <laughs> but they keep playing. It. You can't unsee that, can you? <laughs> what I love when they are they're outside the van and he's watching it with his boys, and you see you hear him start watching it, and all of a sudden you hear him start screaming in the van. It's like ah ah. <laughs> so funny and then he's like oh you know what part that is yeah <laughs> then they just keep cutting to this the seat like the back of this damn pig the actual pig they just keep cutting the quick shots yes oh and, and i love the little image in the video the fact that the pig's ass with the play button right there oh my like, gosh. it's so bad oh my gosh who was the one who edited that right because it had to have some editing right so who's in charge of that? that did the fight porn probably. Yeah, exactly. Same two guys. <laughs> oh, the that's fight porn. right. Because they're, they're all videos. about the videos. <laughs> yep. Oh, geez. so bad. Yeah. Well, at least he can't remember it, right? Like, true. I mean, he knows he did it. When well, I just love you, we folded your clothes for you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. here's some stuff here's you can some watch. Tea. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're all kind. You're like, we did all the damage we could possibly do to you. You're good. <laughs> Drink something hot because it might make you feel a little better. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Coach, like, I love the very end, too, when Coach shoots the two guys that are coming, the Russians that are coming to kill. Yeah, that's all he doesn't say anything. He just <laughs> <laughs> he puts his four fingers on four because he's, like, talking about earlier how you only get three. Three strikes, I'm out. He's like yeah. four. He's like four. I love what it. Did he say he says something like, "I'm not a I'm not a gangster, but I've been forced to do some gangster things." Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the gift uh, that keeps on giving. It's Good such lines. a fun movie. Yeah, it's seriously like the story is a cool story. It's a normal story. It's a fun story. Redemption, weird mystery story, but. The dialogue and the way that it all plays out is just so damn good. And just it's entertaining. It keeps you engaged in the story. You want to know more. You want to know what's going to happen with these characters. It, it, the way that they play it, it's, it was very surprising to me how good the dialogue was. Like, it was just so fun. It was also surprising to me how well they were able to incorporate all the characters. Because mm. I think that gets lost in a lot of movies where they introduce too many characters and too many storylines and too many motivations. And there's not enough time in two hours to cover why everyone's doing what they're doing and how that all intertwines. But for some reason, and honestly, I can't put my finger on it. It, it works in this movie that you have like, like three different gangs working against each other. You've got like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a news company that's somehow involved. You've got gangsters, wives involved. Like you've got, tons of characters but i never looked at this and and was like there's just too many people yeah you know, like i thought everyone played an important role and it was awesome yeah i agree and they, i love like just the little subtle and they never overdid anything either like there was never any over explanation there was never any too much of one scene or one particular piece like even the parts that i thought could have been boring like where you start talking about how he works his whole operation and they showed that it's underground and he's what he's done is he's pays basically massive amounts of rent to these lords who need money to keep their castles and their manors up to snuff when they're not working they don't make money they just have all of this nice shit and are rich by blood now they need this money and so now he's using their land he's underground he saves them. He puts a roof on the one guys. They didn't overdo it. Like you could have sat and had so much talk amongst that. 
it was just, no, this sucks. I have to shut you down. That's terrible. I needed a new roof here just to keep you on my fucking payroll and in my good graces. I'll fix your roof. I'll go get your dumbass daughter from, you know, the heroin addict singer person that that at the end is what creates the whole problem, right? Is going and getting right. the daughter kills the Russian. That's where who's coming after him at the end that they didn't know about. So it just was such a good everything had its purpose. There was nothing that was overdone or underexplained. That's and I think that adds to what you're talking about, Javier, is the fact that the characters were there for what they needed to be and played their part. And I didn't need anything more from them because I knew exactly why they were there, which was, it's not done very often, very well. Like you say, you get a lot of characters. You're like, Oh, I wanted more of this character. Or why were they even here? And, or God, I didn't need them at all. And it, I just, you walk away, not feeling that way with this movie. At least I did. Yeah. I also think this is a good movie about the proper use of narration. Cause we talked like a couple of weeks ago about Artemis Fowl, how Josh Gad just narrates <laughs> everything for some reason. Like we, didn't need that much narration, but this movie incorporated narration super well. We're explained enough where I was like, okay, I'm glad someone's here explaining what I'm looking at, but you don't have to hold my hand through everything. Cause I am still looking at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause so, I, I thought that was cool. I like yeah. That. I liked it. So I got, there's some more one liners. I got a whole list of them. Cause I watched it again. Just go on. Right, let's hear it. I got let's it. hear, let's hear JJ's top one liners. Ooh. So one of them came from the whites. This is one of my favorites. So, cause he's talking about, they just got one of the things rated and he said, you know, in the midst of a sale, that doesn't seem like coincidence, does it? And his wife goes, it isn't. There's fuckery afoot. <laughs> I love that line. I forgot about that one. I want to use that at some point. I will use that, that, that at some point. Brilliant. Yeah. It isn't. There's fuckery afoot. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so it, this one's terrible, but it fucking made me laugh. So Hugh Grant, where he's talking about when he first introduces Dry Eye, and he's like, Chinese, is he Japanese, Pekingese, get on your fucking knees. I was like, what? <laughs> so bad. That's why he's so creepy. Uh, there are so many like racially questionable lines in this whole oh, movie. God. Well, and we have to talk about the one because the one where they actually address racism <laughs> at its core it's, like, a, it's a wonderful lesson in racism. I, it is. I, I back it 100%. It was great. So the guy, when they're in the gym and the, the white guy leans over the, the the ropes of the boxing ring and he looks at the guy and he says, black guy. why aren't you training? He's a black guy. I should clear that. He goes, why aren't you training, you black cunt? And I'm like, oh, shit. And then <laughs> he and looks, it pause, the movie kind of pauses yeah. for a second. Like, no one says anything for a second. <laughs> like, yeah, it lets you feel like, awkward. Yeah, let's you feel that emotion for a second or two. And then you see the character, the black character's face go, what the? And he looks at Colin Farrell's character, the coach. He goes, did he just call me a black cunt? He goes, he did. And he goes, he can't do that. That's racist. He goes, no. He goes, you are black and you're a cunt. Those are just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes, but I'm not a cunt. I'm Just because I'm a cunt isn't because I'm black. He's like, he didn't say all black people were cunts. He was being specific to you. One has nothing to do with the other. He goes, and I like to look at it as a term of a certain ter type of term of affection. He, and then he says, yeah, but so-and-so's a gypsy. And I, if I called her, him a pikey cunt, he goes, well, he'd probably appreciate that, especially if it came from a place of love. 
I was like, what did I just listen to? I also just love just knowing that Colin Farrell is just there to make sure these guys don't go to prison. <laughs> so he is just trying to make sure these guys could just survive. Yeah, he's just there to teach them life lessons. So he's probably in his head like, why would you call someone that? <laughs> and he's desperately trying to explain it. Well, and I love the fact that he just stayed so calm and everything that he said after it was said was just matter of fact. Like It was just like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I love that. He's like, he's like, but I'm not a cunt because I'm black. He's like, no, he's not saying that all black people are. <laughs> yeah. He's just saying you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Another one. So Ian brought this up where he, one of his favorite scenes where he walks in it and he's getting Laura and he's talking to these. They're all heroin addicts, right? They're all pretty high. And he walks in and he's all, what happened to a smoke and a poke and a glass of wine? Candles around the bath with a finger in the missus. And I was like, yeah, I did not get that at all. <laughs> well, a smoke of weed, a poke as in sex, a glass of uh -huh. wine. While you're in the bath with candles around it, and then you're fingering your lady. Okay, see, I you're either literal or you're not. Like, we can't jump back and forth between <laughs> analogies. That's why I was thrown off. I was like, what does a glass of wine mean? <laughs> but if it's just a literal glass of wine, see, that's why I was lost, man. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, and then I love the fact that the idiot, the stupid kid was like, wait, so does, is Barry White, am I in a bath with Barry White? And he's got his finger in my missus. And I was like, what? He's like, he's like, stay out of it, man. You you were lost long before Perry White came around. <laughs> oh, what was the line right after that? He's like, yo, he's like, what do I have to be guilty of? Yeah. He's like, because you're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Felt like that was a reason for a lot of things in this. Yeah, movie. <laughs> I'm like, I clearly don't know what this word means anymore. <laughs> oh man, it was great. Yeah, and then I did write down one we already talked about. Where he's like, "All right, fuck, calm the fuck down." <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. I like when uh, Dry Eye calls out the grammar randomly. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's oh. in with <laughs> yeah. his wife, and he's like, "Whoa, now." I think I'm going to have to check your grammar on that one. Yeah. How can you be a little absolute? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that character was by far the most annoying character. Yeah, he was which stupid. Is, <laughs> and, which is funny because he's not that annoying of a character, but everyone else is just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying so hard to be cool that it's just lame, man. Yeah. I do love how they introduced him, though, because that was another case where Hugh Grant's character were... Or Fletcher was like exaggerating because you see him and he's like, yeah, dry eye. And then it's got it like he's got two guns and he's losing his shit. Just duck, 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 oh, yeah. popping them <laughs> off in slow-mo. I was like, what the hell is going on? And it just cuts and he's just talking to people about <laughs> fucking crates. <laughs> it's so good. There was all. Oh, so talking about fuck the character fuck. When it cuts immediately after he gets hit by the train, he jumps off the bridge and gets hit by the train. Cuts right back to Matthew McConaughey character, and he goes, "Okay, so who was this jumping fuckboy anyway?" <laughs> <laughs> Just after that, he talks about to Ray. He's like, "This is becoming a consistent problem. Like, you're gonna have to invest in some parachutes. Yeah, invest like, in parachutes. Yeah. That was a good one. What the fuck? Could Ray? you imagine? Could you imagine being Ray? Like, okay, so someone else." died 
Like, how do you explain that again? There was an accident. Someone was hit by a train. There was more of a death, really. Yeah, more. It was more of a death. Really. <laughs> I did enjoy Ray too when he was telling me he's got to go get Laura, and he's like so against it. He's like, "Can't you send here?" I just hate heroin addicts. And he's like, "I'm not asking your OCD to spend the weekend with them. I just want you to go get the girl. Come on, you're driving." <laughs> it just walks away. He's also like, "I really don't want to do this." He's like, "And yet you're going to." Yeah. He's like, "Ah, well, okay. No good deed goes unpunished." <laughs> so good boy was he right yeah i remembered one more when uh they're out on the 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 outside and he's like is this a barbecue too and he's like yeah he's all it warms your knees and cooks your meat (laughs) and and then he's all can we have a steak and he's like i think i got some wagyu he's oh i've never had wagyu and then he's walking away he touches oh fuck me it's hot (laughs) It was like this guy's such a moron. How is he? And I think that was the part that I found really interesting is almost this whole movie you spend thinking this fucking idiot, weirdo, creepy bastard got one up on this crew of what seemed to be, albeit for a few mistakes, a very efficient, dangerous crew of marijuana dealers. And then you find out that he didn't. They were just using him to get the one piece they couldn't figure out. Yeah, I loved it because it blew my mind. I was like, how did he fucking outdo these guys? But then you realize, oh, he didn't. Yeah. And then they just go gather everybody up and turn this plan to mush. Yeah. I love that. It's fucking I love great. That. He's in the box trying to get out of the box. You need to know this one thing, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the part where McConaughey explains why he deals weed and not in like cocaine or anything. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, my vice doesn't kill anyone. Right. And he's like, and I like, I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he goes on to say, you're what you deal is literally is the destroyer of worlds. And it's destroyer. Of and I love that it shows it was a great visual to show this the girl that they saved earlier, Laura, dying of a heroin overdose. As he's saying, your drug of choice kills people and is the destroyer of worlds. And you can see, one, the payback for letting Dry Eye destroy, you know, raid his things. So he's burning his cook area. And then you see the the effects of this nasty drug. And then him saying, I prefer weed because it doesn't kill anyone. I did like that scene too. It's either like right before or right after he says the term destroyer of worlds is when that girl's dad finds her in the lawn. And it's it's such an awesome, like like attachment where it's like his world is destroyed. Yeah. Right. And you're like, wow, what an interesting editing line delivery. Like, yeah, that was, that was a crazy good scene. It's crazy, huh? Cause it literally is just because he has no other heirs. He has no other children. So it destroyed his world. It is such a good, yeah. I love that part too. This movie is so fun. Also talking about that grill. <laughs> so the part where McConaughey's like, I want a pound of flesh. And then it cuts oh, yeah. through them yeah. slapping a piece of meat on the grill. I was like, Hoo-ah, Hoo-ah. <laughs> well, for a second, it's funny that you say that because the first time I saw it for a second, when he slaps that meat down, I was like, ooh, tell me that's not that me pound too. of flesh. And he's about yeah. to feed it to Fletcher because me I could too. see his weird ass doing that. <laughs> 
that part legit stressed me out because he's gonna be like ha you're eating someone's thigh yeah. and I would have just lost it I'm like oh gross I thought I seriously thought that for, and then he ends up in the box I'm like oh thank god it was just Wagyu again but I seriously for him I was like oh no that's, that's Matthew's pound of flesh uh, dude how much is a pound of flesh more than you like want to think about man like wouldn't you die no like so you don't think so no because now think about it if you look at it has to come out of your leg right it has to come out of your leg or your belly or your back either one you could get there's enough meat and and muscle and tissue there that you could survive that as long as you don't hit an artery the real problem with your leg is if you hit your femoral your toast right well you do your outside sure right? like your like your thigh or whatever but think about when you go to the grocery store a, a like a pound of hamburger like you're in the cellophane and it's so it piles up about three inches tall at the peak probably an inch tall at the outsides of it and it's probably about eight inches long six to eight inches long another four inches wide so, I mean, it's a good chunk of fucking meat. The other thing you got to remember, though, is that's ground beef. So, it's going to be lighter than what you're going to take just off a of flanky because you're going to have skin. They've taken the skin off. Skin is actually quite heavy because it's much thicker than we think. So, unless he – it depends on what he means by a pound of flesh. If he wants a pound of fucking meat, that's going to suck ass because if you got to get through the skin. But if he was okay with it being skinned, like you take a pound – the skin is very heavy. I've slaughtered pigs before. And it's very fucking heavy coming off the skin. It's unpleasant. Don't ever do, don't ever be part of slaughtering. Yeah, because it's filled but, with blood too. Yeah. Right? So it's not just pure meat. You've got like blood in there. Yeah. Just the thought of having to carve oh, no, I'm a out. pound of meat out of your own body mm-hmm. sucks. I'd be like, I need Benny's help and I need you to like knock me out first. And of course, that defeats the purpose, but I couldn't, I don't think you, yeah, I don't think I could cut a pound of my own flesh off. Like, how about I give you five hundred million? <laughs> Either that, or I'm just gonna sit in the Jeez. damn cooler and die. You know what I mean? You might as well at that point. Yeah, I don't know if I could, to be honest, guys. I couldn't. Do yeah, that. I don't know if I could cut a pound of flesh because, like, I've given myself a, a paper too. cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one. He's friend. Not a big guy. Me, pound of flesh. That's easy shit. <laughs> I got lots of places to get that from, and it's mostly fat. But that guy's skinny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna yeah. hurt do you take it all from one place or do you divvy it out so that you know hopefully you can still use your leg and like your back and stuff that's a great question i don't know i don't even want to think about oh. that take, See, it these are of, things... take it out of your butt you'd be a little like Ooh, uh, you'd, that's a good point. a little crooked after that but i think it'd probably be the best bet <laughs> that that would solve the wallet being in my back pocket problem though yeah there you go yeah you got the dent your ass. A little silver lining dent in my ass <laughs> fits perfect for my wallet <laughs> that's where you can put those 270 million yeah fuck. right there all right so we ready to rate this thing all right i'll start I love this movie. I thought this movie was fantastic. The dialogue was amazing. The visuals are great. The way that it jumped you around from, I don't usually like hard cuts to hard cuts. It feels a little like gives you whiplash, but this one, it worked because of the way they told the story. The story was back and forth. It was, you know, this piece led to this piece led to this piece. And here's how we got to the end. The dialogue was fantastic. Everything from the comedic parts to the serious parts, it all was very concise. It was to the point it led you where you needed to go the acting was amazing we didn't even touch on that other than the fact that it was such a good movie there was not a part in this movie that was not acted well 
Not a single one. Even the bit players, the fucking thugs that they took with them, everybody did a great job. The guy standing outside the Mercedes getting harassed by the kids, shows him the gun, tries to hand them some money, tells them to fuck off. Like I was just like, it was so good across the board. The idiot kids, the drug kids, great acting. I just really enjoyed this movie. I, I still, to this day, I've seen it three times now. I'll probably watch it again before my rental runs out because it's just that good. And I'll probably end up buying it because I, I actually forgot how good this movie was until I watched it again last night. I was like, this was that good. So if you can't tell already, I'm going to give this movie a five. Probably the best movie we've watched, in my opinion. Wow. And that's rough because I've had like three fives now. But this one, to me, is the best one. Yeah, dude. You can't those out like candy, man. Just handing out fives. I know I'm amazed. Like I usually wouldn't be the guy to do that, but we've watched we've had three movies that I thought were just amazing. Because for me, the fives were knives out, this one, and Jojo. Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Jojo Rabbit. What a great movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so see, to me, I read those back and I go, okay, they make sense. Those are five. I love those movies. So yeah, I give it a five. I will definitely watch this again. Great movie. Uh Ian, why don't you Take us next. You bet. So I loved the characters in this movie. Each one of them just felt so unique. Like I, there's a bunch of tropes out there that you could always follow. And I didn't feel like any of them really like fit niche into those. So it was fun seeing some unique characters. Like JJ mentioned, the acting was great. Each one of the characters did well. I think the only character I didn't like was maybe Matson, but maybe that's or Math Matthew. Matthew the bad guy. Uh, I know, right? I got, That's I, it. Awkward. Dude's not even here to defend himself. No. <laughs> That's just what's—it's what I'm used to saying is Madsen. Um, no. You don't like Madsen? No, I'm saying I usually say the name Madsen, not Matthew. <laughs> it's like in the mirror, like fucking hate Madsen. <laughs> he, just, he just wouldn't say fuck it. That's all. <laughs> He does by himself when he's looking in the mirror talking about Madsen. Little do those guys know. I swear all the time, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you'd be surprised. I just don't like it being recorded. So, um, yeah, anyways, what was I saying, Matthew? You didn't like Matthew. Gosh, dang it! Oh shit! Oh, that was fun. Okay. So Matthew was the only character I didn't like, but maybe that was on purpose because he's kind of this, you know, conniving villain. Yeah. The gentleman. It was, I will say for me, the language was enough that it was distracting. Like it, especially at the start, like I had to get, I think Javier said this, but like you had to get used to hearing certain words over and over and it kind of like numbs you down to it eventually. But Man, like hearing the C word that many times, like was a a bit much for me. What else? Yeah, it was a fun movie. It was it was fun. It was entertaining. I don't know if I'm quite as high as JJ. I'll watch it again, but I think I'll probably go with a four on this one. Cool, Javier. Nice. Um, I agree with all of that. What a fun movie. You know, the language wasn't as annoying or bad or off putting as I thought it would be. From the beginning of the movie to the end. And maybe I did just get numb to it or whatever. With that said, you know, just be prepared to hear the C word a lot. Yeah. Even in this podcast, uh, it was a little weird saying it, but like it's direct quotes, yeah, man. It came right out of the I movie. can't. 
Anyway, I'm going to give this a four, I think. And the only reason I don't give it higher is I'm actually glad I didn't watch it in theaters because I don't think I'd be able to understand what was going on without subtitles. So it's like one of the only movies where I've looked at this and been like, I really like this, but I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. And that alone, along with like how confusing I think the beginning was, marks it down a little bit for me. But man, do they make up for that? Like it is seriously, the characters are fun. The twist is fun. Uh, the dialogue is great. The cinematography is awesome. Even we didn't talk about this at all, but the soundtrack oh, yeah. is amazing. That's great. It has a great soundtrack, which I will probably listen to some of those songs because I'm a big like rap, like R&B type hip hop fan. So anyway, I'm going to give it a four. I'm probably going to watch this again, which I don't think I've said that really about any movie that I haven't already seen multiple times in this podcast. So I will definitely watch this one again. Cause I think Ian mentioned this, that there are a lot of things that I miss that I think I'm going to be able to pick up on the yeah. second time around. Yeah, it is. I I'll confirm that it is one of those movies that, cause as we've determined movies that I like, I watch multiple times. It's one of those movies that even the third time I watched this, I picked up on new things that I was like, Oh shit. That adds to the story. That's fun. That's different. Like, I didn't catch the visualization of the Destroyer of Worlds and everything that was going on. All the three different scenes that were being shown in that moment. I saw them, but I didn't realize their significance until I was take, be able to take a step back from trying to figure out what was going on. So, very good point. You'll enjoy it. Second time's really, really good as well. So, there you guys have it. Uh, that's the rating um, that we'll give it. So, go check it out and enjoy the movie. And then, Javier, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> let me tell you where you can find us. <laughs> uh, okay, so you can find us pretty much wherever you find just cream of the crop, amazing, godsend podcast. I'm talking about the kind of podcast that like you listen to as you sleep, like just your worries away, as you just slip into sleep i don't know i lost that one anyway so you can find us at spotify (laughs) (laughs) apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher those are just some examples but we are everywhere and when i say everywhere i'm fucking everywhere and we're at iheart radio too we're at iheart radio that's new that one took some work you can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, which is our mains. We're also on Twitter. And we are on YouTube, though at no fault of anyone in particular, <laughs> we haven't been exactly consistent with it. So we're gonna we're gonna get better at that, but we've got some videos up there. Yeah. And uh, if you want to reach out to us directly, you can DM us on any of those social media platforms, or you can email us at hosts at what's our verdict dot com is that about everything it's about everything they can also send us a message through our website uh where they can go and again vote for our next movie oh guys hop on our website vote check it out jj did a great job it's beautiful also we all have bios on there and i'm pretty sure mine is the best (laughs) i don't know ian's is pretty good (laughs) pretty good too the other fun thing is the best yeah your your picture is the best best by far (laughs) um the other thing you can do on the website, guys, is you can go and we have an Amazon link where you can go. It costs no extra money for you, anything like that. Um, but if Amazon affiliate, so you go and you click on the Amazon link and shop and we get a few pennies to help support the podcast. So for everything you purchase. So if you shop through Amazon, don't be afraid to go through our website. 
thanks Javier for the the rundown of where we're at and thanks everybody for listening and JJ before we yeah, go yeah. I just want to clarify that if I were to call you a white broke bastard it's not you're not broke because you're white and you're not a bastard because you're broke I just want to make sure that that's clear yeah and you're not calling all white people broke Right. One has nothing to do with the other. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not calling me a cunt then? Oh, I had to finish it. All right. And on that (laughs) note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. That's the verdict. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Now. Cinemagic out.